On this episode of the One Third Two Breeze podcast, we are joined by former Wisconsin Badger wide receiver Jonathan Orr to talk about his new book, what he's been doing, reminiscing a little bit about his playing days, also getting some other fun stuff. Uh, we also review stories from the NFL training camp uh, from college media days, and we also have the triumphant return of Casey's corner kick. All right, let's start the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. This is Marlo coming to you straight from Chicago. As always, joined by my host up north in Milwaukee, Casey. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing well tonight. Excited for uh, our episode today. Yeah, very good. Very, very good episode, I believe, is up on, on deck here. Yep. And, and here it is. <laughs> and here's the episode. Um... <laughs> Casey, it's that time of season, as we talked yeah. about last time. Football is getting uh, starting to really gear up here. Yep. We got all the teams, I believe, yeah, all the teams that didn't report last week have reported this week to NFL training camp, and we know what that means. It's crazy NFL training camp story time. Yeah. <laughs> um, with our first one coming from this year's Hard Knocks Brown, so I'm sure this is going to be played up quite a bit. Uh, going forward, <laughs> but it looks like there is a secret QB clubhouse that was put on by uh, uh, Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod Taylor, yeah. <laughs> so they went out and got an RV, yeah, parked it in the facility parking lot, and only QBs are allowed inside. Um, so it's their yeah. secret clubhouse. No girls, no non-QB players <laughs> allowed. Uh, and they won't apparently won't let anybody know what's uh, what's going on inside. Yeah, it's strange. I don't, I don't know. So it it does not mention the future quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Joel Stave, in here. But I assume since he's a quarterback, he's allowed in. Yeah, if he's there, I don't think Casey. I don't think he's on the roster. Though. Oh no! <laughs> I think that was the first thing I checked. And breaking I didn't news. See him on the roster. Breaking news. <laughs> um. So our boy. Maybe he might be on the practice squad, so maybe he is allowed in there. All right. So if you want to go, I mean, this is more. This is more that the Browns are back because they have a secret clubhouse, and all the QBs are plotting new and better ways to make Cleveland a uh, good football town. Yeah, or something. Yeah, something of that nature. Whatever they're talking about in there, <laughs> we're not sure. Yeah. Also, Andrew Luck is back, and he's almost pretty much throwing normally after not throwing for about a year now. All right, hold on. They mm-hmm. waved Joel Stave <laughs> <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> I just saw they signed him, and he was in that picture. Yeah, well. He was signed on April 30th, and he was waved on May 7th. <laughs> wow. That's a tough break. Man, well, pfft. There goes our writing, Joe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Andrew Luck almost throwing. <laughs> Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck is almost throwing. It's you know, if he was playing position like quarterback, I'd be worried. Oh wait, <laughs> it, it's got to be concerning if he's not throwing yet. Yeah, I think. It's yeah, I think it's very concerning. Consider he didn't 
He didn't. Th- I don't think he threw it all last year. Like not even like hey, throw a ball to. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't throw it all last year, so he's just coming back and throwing. Um, reports have it that it looks okay when he does throw, so mm-hmm. that's promising. So we'll see uh, when he. Yeah, we'll see when he gets out there on the field. But I mean, don't be surprised if all of a sudden he goes back in the pocket and his arm falls off. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hope that doesn't happen, but it's very, it's very worrying that 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 idea isn't completely ridiculous. It's kind of concerning for Colts fans. <laughs> um, and then also you have rookie holdouts, which I thought was so 2010. Yeah. Um, but the big name Sam Darnold is not reporting to Jets camp because uh, of language in his contract. Yeah, he's uh he's concerned about uh, what was the the legal term here um forfeiture language where he doesn't want the clause where if you get hurt doing off-field things uh you know skiing mountain biking or mountain climbing excuse me are the examples they give um that the jets aren't responsible to pay him so it's a really small uh quibble the uh article here calls it exceedingly nebulous (laughs) (laughs) uh that he's arguing over which seems very strange yeah, that is kind of, I mean, I, I believe like every player that's just blanketed, yep. that, that's part of the deal. Like you're a professional football player. This comes first. If you want to go do that other stuff, go ahead. But, yeah, but we're not going to owe you owe money. You if you hurt yourself. Yeah, because you wanted to go snowboarding down the side of some mountain. But I wonder what, what he's like thinking he's going to do. <laughs> like what <laughs> what extreme activity is he planning that he doesn't want to sign it with this this wording in it? Yeah, he's like, oh man, but I wanted to go skydiving. Yeah, it's like, well, just don't hurt yourself. <laughs> weird. It's a it's yeah. a weird holdout. I, yeah, I thought holdouts. Were, I thought holdouts were done I, for, for rookies. For rookies, for rookies. Least, yeah, yeah, I thought they were done because they're now that it's slotted and yep. you're gonna get paid what you want. But I guess millennials are ruining another thing: holdouts. Doing their best. <laughs> but he's not the only holdout. There's one other holdout. There is one other holdout. A little Ray closer Con- to home. A little closer to home with uh, Raycon Smith, of the, the first round draft pick of the Bears. Yeah. He's also holding out for language in his contract. But his is, is a little a little yeah. different, though. He's he's concerned about the repercussions of the new, um, I guess, as college fans would call the targeting uh, suspensions and penalties. Yeah. Which I could, it's this one has, it's kind of nitpicky, but it kind of, it makes a little more sense because that's your actual, yeah. you know, actually in the field of play and he's a linebacker. Yeah. Um, so he's, you know, he is going to be making a lot of hits. And I think, I think we've discussed it before how, at least in the college game, that this rule has good intentions, but it, sometimes it's, you know, not administered correctly. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I could see, I could see some concerns there. I, I am it is kind of curious to see, like you said, what, you know, who's going to flinch here. I, I always assume it's the player because then they're the ones that are Yeah, they're the money. ones that have money. Yeah. But if any, if, you know, if anyone else kind of joins them in this crusade, so to say, that uh, this blowback on, on, on this new rule. Yeah, I think it, it'll be interesting. Uh, because I, I think that uh, – Raquan Smith's concern is that if he gets suspended a couple times for this or kicked out of games or whatever, it can allow the Browns to void a otherwise guaranteed contract. So that makes a little bit more sense than what Sam Darnold's after. Um, 
And with the new rule, I can see you going, I don't know how this is going to apply to me, but I would like to remove it from the uh, possibility that it will cost me millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. In other news, uh, the Bills started their training camp on the offensive side Yeah, with, with a bang. Uh, <laughs> Nate, Nate Peterman, who holds the NFL record for the most interceptions in a half. Yeah. Started off play one of the offense with basically a pick six. Hey, doing play. what doing what he does. <laughs> doing what he does. <laughs> How we we talked about going to training camp last week. How deflating would that be to like go get up, go to training camp, and the first yeah. thing you see is Nate Peterman under center throwing a pick. Well you're Nate well think about you're Nate Peterman and you're like, all right, I'm turning <laughs> a new page. Last year was last year. You know, I have a new opportunity here. It's going to be different. Drop back, throw, interception, front touchdown. That's the first play of of training camp. Man, brutal. I mean, I guess they just uh, Josh, they got Josh Allen, right? Yeah, we'll see if so he can. He'll, yeah, if he can he'll, beat he, that. He, I think Josh Allen's just as likely to tie the record for most interceptions <laughs> in a half as, as anybody else. So, it's congratulations, a real race. Bills fans. <laughs> It's a real race. Let the quarterback uh, controversy start. All right. It's in, Bill's uh, quarterback talk for you. <laughs> and that was talking Bills. Yeah. I feel like we'll get some pushback on that one. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, sticking with sticking with football, the college ranks uh, starts off with their ceremonial season with media days. Was They had the mm. round of media days this past week. Um, the Big Ten had theirs right here in Chicago. Oh. Uh, yeah, at the Marriott. And, you know, these are always great because it's just literally people like it's just it's what it's it's basically Lala for press. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just get everyone together and get to ask pretty much the same questions to yeah. each coach and player. Um, and nothing really comes out of it. And I don't understand how they do. I mean, I don't understand why, why this happens. And, and of course, I pay attention because I need the football in my life. And I feel like, oh, I'm going to get some. And of course, I don't. Wisconsin, Paul Chris went to the podium to do his, you know, the coaches go around first. And he mm-hmm. was so Chris Paul or Paul Chris electric up there. Yeah. Yeah. Just firing away, answering with such enthusiasm, uh, with such things as I feel like our league is very competitive. Yep. Uh, nothing really affects this team outside of us in our room. Uh, sure. Yep. Yeah, coach. And, that's good, coach. Speak. Yeah, <laughs> and he thinks having an offensive line is really important. Oh, so these are the huge nuggets that come out of media days. Yeah, good. Good thing we all get together for them. Well, not not like me and you go out of media day, <laughs> but they all get together uh, for it. Uh, I think well, Paul Chris does it. He does a great job of seeming very unentertained by any interview he's ever in. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> Very matter of fact, very straightforward. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love the guy. But he he doesn't it doesn't come off like an a hole like Nick Saban, who just comes off with such disdain for the media, or Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, he does it well enough that it's just kind of like nonchalant. Let's all move on with our lives. This is not important. It's right. Great. Yeah. And if he didn't have the wear of suit, he definitely would wear the the plain Jane gray wisconsin sweatshirt <laughs> dad sweatshirt yeah <laughs> to the interview definitely with slippers big thing that was talked about is the the new red shirt rule which every coach loves where mm. you can where the uh, freshman could play up to four games and not burn a red shirt 
Oh, okay. Um, which is going to be, uh, we'll see how it plays. I feel like that's going to change bowl games, <laughs> if anything. Um, we're just seeing players that come out of nowhere. And then also, oh yeah, did you know they're going to be having a like an injury report, like the NFL? I didn't know they didn't have one. Oh well, it's a it's a mandated one. Like the it's NFL. a mandated. You have to put it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because of all the gambling now, gambling. essentially. Yeah. Um, so that, that yeah, that, those were those were some interesting points that came out that I thought came out of the, out yeah. of the meeting. Yeah. In other media days, I uh, caught this. I don't know if you saw it in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Love could not make. Bryce Love, the running back of Stanford, was runner-up in the Heisman last year, I believe. Sounds right. He was in New York. And he couldn't make it to Media Days because he had a class conflict. And okay. D- Dennis Dobbs of CBS ripped him a new one for not going. <laughs> saying it set a bad precedence for the Pac-12 to not have one of their main stalls there. And he was actually, like, Skyped in uh, for, like, his interview session, which, I don't know, that's, you know, pre-2018. Totally yeah. fine. But this guy is ripping Bryce, yeah. who is a double major. Yeah. Uh, for not for doing for being a student yeah. athlete, he's a student first. Yeah, Dennis Dobbs. Yeah, Jesus, Big J journalism at its yeah. best. No, I, uh, I mean, Bryce Love seems like from all everything I've kind of seen, seems like he's legitimately wants to get an education while he's at Stanford, uh, and I think that's you know commendable. And congratulations, Dennis Dobbs, that you didn't get your interview to ask him the same three questions you asked other every other <laughs> Heisman front runner. Hopefully Dennis Dobbs doesn't listen to our podcast. I'm sorry, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. All right. Well, being it uh that football we're starting to get in that football. We had a uh, a great interview with a former Badger in Jonathan Orr. Uh it was a lot of fun. He got to talk about his book and what he's doing now and also his playing days and uh what is going on in the program now. Uh so real fun interview and here is Jonathan Orr. All right, we are now joined by former Wisconsin wide receiver, former NFLer, business owner, and author now, Jonathan Orr. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me, man. I'm excited to excited to do this, man, to to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So uh we're gonna start off with the let's start off with the author of your of uh your bio. Uh you just got a book that uh just came out. Uh, games over life is not is that correct yeah man games over life's not the athlete's guide to transitioning yep yeah so if you want to tell a little about it what what when did you uh start the book uh what you know what kind of was your what was your motivation or or you know what led you to writing a book because i've never written a book before yeah so i'll start off by saying this it was never anything uh like i didn't grow up aspiring to be an author um, it was, it was never anything I ever thought I'd do, but, uh, the work that I've been doing with, with, with helping athletes transition into life after sports, I've been doing workshops and public speaking around that topic for, um, for a few years. And, uh, after I would get done at, at, at certain, uh, engagements, people would always ask, you know, do you have a book? Like, is there, is there more? Can we, you know, do you have a book? And so I ended up, um, thinking about it for a couple of years, kept putting it off and, and finally, in November of 2016, November of 2016 is when I um, really sat down and said, you know, I'm going to do this and uh, and started working on it. And 
it took about a year and a half from that point till uh to, to getting it ready and um you know where it's actually you know out there and and people could get it so so yeah man that's that's kind of how it how it happened right so it's kind of an extension of uh you know your business now athletes uh transition service it it is it is it is man so i i uh created a, a seminar that I do call um, next the next season workshop. And so the whole premise is helping athletes, you know, for so long you've been preparing for your next football season, basketball, baseball, whatever the case may be. But so often we don't prepare for our next season of life. And so, um, so that workshop uh, was the one I had been doing at, at, at different college camp campuses. And, and um, so the, yeah, the book goes deeper, right? Cause in an hour to 90 minute workshop, there's only so much you can touch on, but with a book, you know, you can, really uh you know dig deeper so so is that is it geared it's geared towards uh college students do you do high school students as well or i, I do man so so really it, it's geared for any athlete man I, I, I bought a um not a bought but i had a few parents that um have purchased it for uh students in high school even middle school um uh so yeah man as uh some former pro uh athletes have have um purchased the book and and so really it's for athletes at at, at any stage Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine that being tough, like having your whole life be identified as an athlete. And then at some point it always ends. You're not an athlete anymore. You um, are so that transition. I, I mean, I could, I, I can't speak to it to, to, to a <laughs> level like you, but uh, <laughs> at some point I was an athlete and I had to give it up and I could no, imagine that kept going. No, man, you, you are absolutely right. And uh, I mean, you think about it, man. Now, now, uh, even if you were a high school athlete, most likely you've been playing since you were four or five years old, if not earlier nowadays. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you might have hopes and dreams of playing in college. You don't get that opportunity. And for a lot of athletes, man, it's like, you know, they feel as though their life is over. And then the same thing, even the other end, right? You have pro guys who play 10, 15 years and it's over. And now, you know, there's this whole new set of issues, um, you know, trying to find yourself outside of, uh, you know that sport so so you you're right you're absolutely right yeah jonathan when you look to start uh ats or i guess you know more specifically write this book did it come from kind of a a personal standpoint of you looking around and going man i don't i don't know what to do or is it more from kind of you know some of your fellow athletes that you saw go out and you know maybe do some things right or do some things wrong and kind of more cautionary tales where was kind of your um vision for this where did that come from Casey, so both. So uh, when I was done playing, as I always tell this story, I I was anticipating I would have a 20-year career in the NFL like Jerry Rice, my idol, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it fell well short of that. After a couple of years, I was done. And so really for about a year and a half, I struggled, man. I, I didn't know who I was, right, dealing with the, <clears throat> the, 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 the failure of not meeting my own expectations or the expectations – Folks might have had on me. I struggled with all that. And then trying to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, right? Like, I, again, I was planning on on this not ending anytime soon. It did. And so, um, so yeah, for about a year and a half, I struggled. I ended up, um, you know, finding my way, man, thanks to my amazing wife and and the help of, 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 of prayer and, and God and just a great support system. But then I started noticing that former teammates of mine from college or even the pros were going through the same thing over the next couple of years. And so I, st I started to um, just informally kind of coach them through that process that I had been through, show them, you know, what helped um, the mistakes I made and 
And then um, it wasn't until grad school that the idea came to to, to start an organization that could uh, where I could do this type of work on a on a uh, on a bigger scale and, and and have a greater impact. So I'm thinking of how how the book goes. I haven't had a chance to to look at it yet. Is it more of kind of a a preparation to? Is it written to a like athlete or maybe a student? You know, somebody with even lesser athletic skill than even Marlo uh, here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, yeah. Shots yeah. fired. <laughs> with with uh, would they get something out of it? I guess thinking of myself, you know, transitioning from college. You know, sports were beyond me at that point to to professional career. Uh, would it be helpful to people beyond just athletes? Do you think? It, it 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 would be, and actually, I'm in the process of very early stages of of uh of 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 writing a more um, general uh, transition guide book. Um, so I was approached uh, not not too not not too long ago. Um, somebody that read the book and they said, "Man, this this applies to so many uh, just transitions in life, man. Mm-hmm. When, when it comes to you know out of the military or from college to career, and so many." Which is absolutely correct. So to answer your question, yeah, it it is um, something that that anybody could could find benefit from uh, reading uh, when it comes to dealing with transitions in life. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with uh, Brandon Williams? I yeah, I talked. Brandon and I were texting uh, yesterday and talked last week. So <laughs> so yeah, I still keep in touch with. Yeah, he will. Yeah, if you because he I've seen you know he's publicly said. He's kind of he's he had that tough transition. Yeah, um, he had a couple of years in the league, and things kind of uh, you know c- kind of went south for him, so to speak. Um, yeah, so I was yeah I was wondering if that was you know if, if you had helped him through that or I don't know if you can speak to that at all. You don't yeah, have to if you don't want. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, Brandon, man, um, that's that's still a great Badger brother to this day, and. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's very public, man. S- specifically with him, he-, he talks about his um his his financial woes mm-hmm. and the mistakes he made financially as a professional athlete. Uh, and he's been on this mission, right? The last, I guess, <clears throat> man, probably about five years on helping other athletes avoid those same mistakes and prepare for uh um you know prepare for that financial transition, you know, while they're playing, so that you know yeah. they don't have to end up a statistic like so many. Um, professional athletes yeah can you talk to that because i think i feel like you know a lot of people uh you know see these players they get these big contracts they're making millions of dollars more than they could ever dream of to reg to you know your everyday person um and then something like that like it happens a lot where you know people run through money really fast but as like you think about it as a when you're coming out of school you're 20 21 22 whatever and your first paycheck is like six figures and, and above, and you feel like it's going to come forever, and obviously it doesn't. Um, like, what are some of those? Can you talk to like that reality and, and how you know how that really is? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, when you're 22, 23 years old, um, and all of a sudden, I mean, you literally go from being a, a typical college student, which most, right, unless you have a family with a lot of money, most most don't don't have, you know, money in a bank like that, right? You yeah. you're going from from scholarship checks or maybe not even on scholarship to to uh bare, you going from barely making it to literally overnight, you know, you wake up and for me, like you're right, I had a 
signing bonus. Now, I'll, granted, I wasn't a first round draft pick, but still, there was a six figure signing bonus that was in my bank account. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the the next day, and so, yeah. and so, <clears throat> um, it, it's I, I view a couple issues with it. One, this is where a lot of guys get in trouble. One, the I'm, which is obvious, the 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 flamboyant lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, the the expensive cars and the and the a couple houses and the jewelry and all this stuff. So that's that's part of it. But the other part, which I think is is more prevalent, is the fact that there's a lack of financial, just even personal finance education, right? Like, yep. like these guys aren't, I wasn't, I wasn't taught how to budget. I didn't know anything about a monthly budget. I didn't, I didn't know anything about uh, a money market account, right? I had my, for the first year, I was just throwing my money in a checking account. And, and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just, <coughs> just, excuse me, just, uh, just no, just, just no education. And so what happens is, um, you know, the average career I think is what, three, three and a half years in the NFL. So, uh, so you, you, you can get by, you know, while you're playing those two or three years, but then once it's over, you, if you don't understand the, the, just cash flow, right. Then you'll, yeah. you'll try to live the same way you've been living the last three years. And it's only a matter of time before that money runs out. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. brought like the education. Cause I feel, I personally feel like stuff that you're doing ATS and obviously that finance part like that should be a college course that athletes can take, or I mean, even not athletes, but I just yeah. feel like it should yeah. be, should be part of it. Man, you know, with ATS, man, that's actually our, our second most uh, um, requested workshop, man. Our, we have a workshop called Money Management 101 for student athletes. And and, um, and and you're right, man. And now college athletes are getting a little bit more money with the cost of living stipends that the NCAA uh, implemented a couple of years ago. And so now you have kids with an extra ab- above scholarship checks and rent and all, of, and, and all of that stuff being paid for. Now they have an extra five seven thousand dollars a year and and so um so yeah so some schools are starting to step up in institutions and making sure that they are um you know preparing the kids somewhat for for uh to, to handle to handle money how can how can marlo and i or our fellow fans uh get your book yes yeah, so uh it's it's games over life's com. so uh games as g-a-m-e-s over life's l-i-f es not.com so you can go there or you can go to our, my website which is easier just <laughs> uh atscorp.org um atscorp.org you can uh get it from from uh, both of those places and eventually i'm just i'm holding off as long as i can it's going to be on amazon but they take so much money i was just trying to <laughs> that you know sell so, it man. so greedy <laughs> right so I was just trying to, uh, you know, at least recoup what I invested gotcha. and make a little before I put it on there. So, so if you want it, don't wait till it's on Amazon, folks. Get go yeah. to go to atscorp.org or gamesoverlifesnot.com. Help a brother out. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw some some of the clients on the website there um, that you have, like the University of Illinois, um, Alabama, uh, stuff of that nature, top tier yeah. universities. So do do you get to work with those head coaches? Man, so this whole out of all of the uh, universities I've been to, <clears throat> I've only met two head coaches that okay. actually participated in a session. One was um, University of Florida. Uh, I, I think they let him go after. I think the they let him. Mac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I don't think he's there anymore. But uh, 
But yeah, so he attended the workshop and Arkansas Tech, the coach, uh, was was very active. But but I, I hear Nick Saban attends um attends you know when when they bring in folks to do seminars and speaking. But um he he wasn't able to attend when I was there uh, that oh, time. So okay. And the other thing uh, is, and the other thing is, like so normally, um, the workshops are for all student athletes across sports, and so only a couple times have I just you know only work with um football teams. So, oh, gotcha. I wanted to get a little bit into um your time at Wisconsin. Well, I asked you a little bit before, but do you stay like you? You said you stay in touch with Brandon Williams. There uh, some other players that you stay in touch with from your playing days. Yes, man. So, uh, I mean. Especially last four or five years, I've been able to make it back a couple times a year. So yeah. I try to go back at homecoming. I get to see all the guys. But on a regular basis, um, Brandon Williams, Brandon White, uh, Lee Evans. Uh, man, who else do I talk to on a regular? Scott Starks, Alex Lewis. Alex Lewis and I, we stay like 15 minutes from each other. So our uh-huh. kids are around the same age and and involved in the same activities. Alex and I, we actually coached. Uh, our first year coaching our, our boys flag football team this oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So Champions. our sons are oh far from man. We were one in uh we we were one in gosh like one in six one in five. So uh, we got a long way to go, but but we're gonna do it next year. It was it was a lot more fun than we anticipated too, man. Like yeah, neither one of us wanted to do it, but our wives signed us up and <laughs> and. Uh, and so we we're glad they did though. It ended yeah. up being a great experience with our with our son. So, so you're not going to be like Jimmy Leonard and come back and coach for the Badgers? No, man, never, never. Uh, I thought you know once I was done playing, I thought for a split second about getting into coaching, but yeah. I I just know even on the high school level, the even on a little league level nowadays, the the level of commitment and and time and energy it takes to do it the right way. Um, I, I have so much respect for coaches and I just knew kind of where, you know, the, the family life I wanted and I knew we, we would want to have kids soon. And, and, um, it's just not, not something that was conducive for, uh, kind of where I am in life. And, and so, yeah, so right now, man, we just do, uh, pre-K flag football for now and gotcha. <laughs> see how that goes. Probably want to improve on that one in five record if you, if you want to advance in the coaching <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, hey, speak, speaking of coaches, um, so you had you had you had Barry. You didn't, you didn't have Brett. Brett was Brett was never the head coach for you, right? So you had Barry all four years. Yeah, yeah. Barry, I had Barry actually five because I redshirted, okay. and then so my last year, my senior season was Barry's last year uh, as head coach, gotcha. with the exception of his return for the bowl games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those exceptions. And but then uh, Chris was your OC, your final season. Yeah, so 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 Chris was my red shirt freshman year. He was a tight ends coach. Okay. Then he left, and then he came back as the co-offensive coordinator. Yep, my senior year. Do you see the same coach that you had, like coaching, being the head coach today? Is that just the same guy? Has he just kind of been, you know, like, or has he evolved as a coach in your eyes? Oh, you talking about Chris? Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Chris is the same. Like, I, 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 obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm not there like all through the season yeah. and whatnot. But when I am there, man, I get to stop by the office and 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 chat with him or at practice. And he, he's the same guy, man. Like, uh, personality wise, uh, and, and 
I don't know if it's just like that because I'm not his player currently. <laughs> you know, maybe he does have that that uh, you know that that uh, maybe that little Barry Alvarez type of personality as when he's with the team. But but you know, he's he's a player's coach, man. The guys love him. Um, he knows how to get the most out of out of uh guys. Um, just man, I, I think it's remarkable. You know, just his career and what he's done to get to this point and uh and to have him at Wisconsin man and and I think he'll be there you know for years mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's just great for the program man well I was going to say I, I just wanted to say that I think you as a receiver like before your time the big you know kind of the big body go go get it receiver mm-hmm. um especially especially at Wisconsin I know like your your freshman year was the year that uh Lee Evans was hurt is that correct? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of how you bust and see. And I, was, I think everyone's like, "Whoa, where's this? Where'd this come from?" Um, but yeah, I feel like there wasn't there wasn't like you know nowadays you have the you know the Des Bryant's the you had the Calvin Johnsons of of the league, right? And that was but before the prototypical wide receiver was kind of a uh, a short, shaky guy. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I um. Yeah, around that time. Well, you know what? I, I guess you had like Randy. It, it was a few, right? You had like yeah. Randy Moss, yeah, and uh, came on the scene in the, in the late nineties, and um, like Detroit had a receiver Herman Moore. But but you're right, man. Most receivers were were were, were not um, you know as big um, as far as I know. But uh, so so yeah, man. I was I was I was glad that you know I was blessed with a little height and a little speed and. Could, could could catch good enough <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah, slight yeah. slight jumping ability. <laughs> it was a, it was a slight jumping ability. It all, <laughs> it, it all worked out. So, <clears throat> often do you watch your highlights? Uh, not very often. So I <laughs> I I have the maybe like the last few years because I I do a lot of work with with uh elementary schools here in yeah. in, the, in the metro detroit area and and uh you know they they find out that mr Orr played uh you know football <laughs> and then they want to get on youtube and and then they want to pull it up in the classroom and uh and so <laughs> that happens from time to time but i yeah i haven't set down my kids and yet and and showed them like hey now this is this is yeah. what daddy used to do but it's coming though it's yeah coming. <laughs> yeah you gotta wait you gotta wait till they're old enough where they think they're better right anyway. right <laughs> uh i guess i got a little uh quick hitter list of of best questions so if you right. if you kind of quick answers here uh for All you right. guys best uh and this is kind of going back to your time on campus uh best uh what's your best play or game memory that you have is there one that stands out Oh man, I'm so I'm I'm so not good at this. Uh, <laughs> well, best so play or game memory? Yeah, man, it's so many, man. It's so many. Like I'll never forget, like my my first touchdown at at uh, we were playing UNLV, mm-hmm. um, out, out there in Vegas, and and uh, yeah. So I'll never forget that it was on a post route from Brooks Bollinger, yeah, Mr. Bollinger, and uh, and we we actually man, like I think set some records that night and. And then and then the lights went out, yeah, right? That was the you, you guys remember game, that? Right? Yeah, that was yeah. The, the lights went out. They had to end the game early, but that you know, was we, uh, you, <laughs> the, the what, what's the theory that the the bookies turned the lights out because there was so yeah. much betting on Wisconsin, they were gonna they were gonna lose a lot. So they just <laughs> yep, the yeah, power. yeah, that, that's no that that's exactly what happens. So they they found a 
uh, uh, somebody ran a car into the um, the pole, the uh, <laughs> you know the, the the main pole that that gave the building electricity, and so they didn't find anybody in it, just a car and, oh, and no. in the pole, man. Seriously, and the line <laughs> so was down. Vegas. So, yep. So, so hey, you know, I bet a lot of that's going to happen now with the Raiders going too. Oh they better, yeah, they better. It's going to have some problems. I don't think they anticipated. <laughs> have a whole security system out there. Yeah. Uh huh. Guards oh, on electrical man. poles. So so that that's definitely one man like the the big wins man like the Ohio State wins we 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 beat Ohio State quite a bit when yeah. when when we were there and uh yeah I'll Lee Evans so touchdown that <laughs> <laughs> uh man the the Lee Evans um last minute touchdown the out and up from Matt yeah. Shabert that's a big memory Yeah it's 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 quite a few the Scott Starks remember the Purdue Scott Starks, uh, uh, he upended. Uh, what was the quarterback? Kyle oh, Orton. Oh, it was Orton. Kyle Orton. That, yeah. You know that in, that that was the downfall of Orton right there. Well, he was it's coming way, from a Bears fan. Let's keep no, that in mind. He was on his way. To, <laughs> he was on his way to Heisman. He was like Heisman yeah. front runner. And yeah. Since that flip touchdown, <laughs> he's just gone downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, downhill from there uh, yeah well you know outside that. In, the, in the football sense but <laughs> you know my best uh i guess my best memory game from your playing dance has to be that that minnesota game that there was no reason you should have won uh with the block the block punch oh, oh. <laughs> at minnesota yeah at minnesota yeah is that 05, I believe? Yeah, that was 05, man. Yeah, yeah it's no reason we should have won that game. <laughs> You're right, man. And 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 uh we blocked it. I think did Jonathan Casillas recover it. Yeah. In the end zone. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. And uh yeah, I remember that. Brandon Williams had a had a crazy touchdown. He, he was pat he got passing to interfered with and but he still yeah. caught it. Yeah, I remember that game, man. That was that was a great game. I remember it was a uh it was third and long yeah and and I, I i think i had to run like a corner route or something and uh yeah and stocko threw it out there and was able to haul it down yeah that, w- that was a fun game man <laughs> that was electric yeah that was crazy minnesota you know what why is it even a rivalry man <laughs> like, oh, no. no i'm serious when, when was the last time like it was When's the last time they beat us? Here's the here's my favorite stat that gets brought up every year when that when that question comes out. Was the last time Minnesota beat Wisconsin? YouTube wasn't a thing. It was not invented. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I think was it. What is it now? It's like kids. There might be kids enrolling in the college that have not seen the acts in Minnesota. Really? Because <laughs> you know what? You know what? My my my. When I redshirted, we lost to him. I think. Mm-hmm. My red shirt because we were like we were five and seven that year, mm-hmm. and I think we lost to Minnesota. Was it, so oh one? That was, was the it, last one. Yeah, yeah, oh one. Yeah, because they <laughs> man that uh I could go yeah. on and on about that. We need a new <laughs> we, we need a new <laughs> rival, don't we? What well, what do you uh what do you think about sorry Casey? What do you think about Nebraska? Do you think that will become a rivalry with Scott Stark? Do I think Nebraska will yeah. become a? a I always uh, thought the best in the league would become a rivalry, but we've been beating them too. But I think they're trying to come up. Yeah, I I, I think they're trying, man. I, I like them in the league more than like Rutgers and freaking Maryland, Maryland and yeah. And who else do we have? Is 
Uh, is it, is it another new team? They're in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And one more team, isn't it? Where's that at? Temple. Think, Temple. No. Isn't, no, no. Temple's not there. Temple's not, not in our. In not yet. Not yet. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hope not. Okay. No, that's it. It's okay. just those three, right? Yeah. Yeah, 12. just those three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like Nebraska. You know, I I was hoping we would have got like a Missouri or yeah. I thought that would have been a good fit, but uh, you know, yeah. it is what it Texas. is. Yeah, Texas was a rumor. For a while. <laughs> that was pipe dream. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. Shots fired. Why is Minnesota a rival? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> was it, write that quote down. Uh, <laughs> you know what? But yeah. I, I I bet you, like, if we look at like the overall uh record, I bet you it's probably like close. It is. Like, they probably used to beat here. us in like the eighteen hundreds or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the eighteen ninety game was a tough one. Minnesota won sixty three to zero. That's <laughs> bad. But the uh, the overall record is uh, I, I pulled it up here uh, sixty fifty nine and eight. So about as Wisconsin leads so about as close as it can get. We've won fourteen straight going back to two thousand four. So we lost to them in two thousand four. In 2003, uh, we must have lost. Oh, 2003. Okay. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, what? wait. I was playing then. I don't, let me think. In 2002, we we beat them. 2003, we lost to them? How? We had yeah. Lee Evans back. I don't, are you sure? Where are you getting that information it was a, from? It was, last, it was a last second field goal. I think I remember this. Hold on. Did it Wikipedia? Yeah. 37-34. What's they, the details? Oh, it was a last minute field yeah. Last minute field. Yeah, they scored uh, as time ran out. Um, in 03? In 03. Gosh, I didn't realize that. Where's... Yeah, well, it's hard to remember. So long ago. Between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a while ago. I'm trying to see here. That's yeah, when they had uh, Lawrence Baroni and uh, who was their other running back? They had the uh, Barber. Yeah. Maroney and Marion Barber. Whoop. They were nine and two. Enough about Minnesota. Yeah, enough about yeah, Minnesota. Right. <laughs> right. This, this, right. This isn't a um, Minnesota <laughs> show. No. This is this is All bad. Right. Your ball, baby. All right. So that was that was the quick answer to my first question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess outside outside of football, what's your uh, best or favorite memory of being on campus? Oh man! I know, um, you said you weren't good at the best ones, but that's right. Oh, oh. the scheme I went with here. So. Okay, no, it's all good. Okay, uh, my best memories. Meet my wife. Meet my wife. Oh, man. there you go. Oh, yeah. Safe answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look at that. We all, we all, we all, met, we all met our wife in Wisconsin. Yeah. Did you guys too? Yeah. Yep. So. Man, it's something about Wisconsin, man. People <laughs> finding you know your your wife there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a very good answer. Yeah. Hold on. All right. How about uh, best food on campus? The best food. What? The best food on campus. Oh, gosh. Um, you know what? I, I'm gonna give you two. Can I give you on campus and then in Madison? Okay. Yeah, perfect. Can I can I do that? Yeah. Would that work? It's, Man, I, the rules are normally very strict, but I'll <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, best food on campus. I I gotta go with. I gotta go with Ends Pizza, man. I got oh, to. Yeah. I got to go in's pizza. Now in Madison, there was a, a restaurant where uh where they used to take recruits and and I would just sign up to get a recruit just so I could go eat at that <laughs> restaurant. 
And and because I knew that the program was paying for it, I would just I would tell the, I would tell the waiter this might be an NCAA violation. I hope I'm not getting my <laughs> job. Hey, I, I I would tell the the the, wait, the server I would say, hey man, uh, let me get this 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 and that, but just bring it out to end. I'm just gonna take it to go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was called a uh, gosh, what was the name of that place? Uh, <sighs> this is gonna bother me now. What kind of place was it? A steak place? Nah, it, it was. They did take me to a steak place, but that's not that's not the place I was uh that I liked. It was a um, it was kind of like a a higher scale like Fridays. So they had that type of food, like American food. Like, yeah. um, what side of town was it? At? It was West. West. It was West, man. It was uh, <coughs> it was like out there by like West. Past West Town Mall, kind of. Um, mm. Gosh, man, and they have them in other cities too. Because I was, I saw them a few other places. Oh, it, 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 I think it starts with the H. Mm. Oh, uh, Hana, Hana Lewis, uh, uh, who who Hana's? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Casey? Come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help. Who, he's, he's trying to who, Google it as we speak. Who? Hulanas, hula hands, hula hands, hula hands. Hey man, hey, hey, I, I had a, I had a few concussions, man. So yeah, bear yeah. bear with me. Don't worry, we can we can edit that. All yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> and hauling out. <laughs> oh man. So uh, I guess this is one of the things that I always have a a, a question about, or, or I like finding more out about is uh the recruiting process and so when recruits would come in you know they'd whatever tour the facility and stuff and then they they'd go out to dinner with some of the current players is that how a, a trip would work yeah so um they, they would always partner or recruit up with the current player so mm-hmm. obviously you didn't have to be with the recruit the whole time but when it came to um to the evenings let's just you know like <laughs> after after open, yeah, open yeah, yeah yeah after dinner uh you know after Parents, you know, go back to the hotel, then then you would be responsible for, you know, showing the recruit around. Um, if it was a cool party going on, something like that, you take the recruit there and 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 stuff like that. So, uh, okay. so yeah, so <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Not, but most importantly, <laughs> dinner at Hula Hands. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I would always make make sure I, I made it to that man. That's how- how we yeah. get the recruits to Wisconsin. Yep, hula hands. <laughs> Got them every time. And they used to have these milkshakes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go there this week next weekend just to <laughs> take that seven hour drive. There you go. Totally worth yeah. it. We have this discussion probably, I don't know, every once in a while, but as far as the like the quarterback position at Wisconsin, right? Um we had Russell Wilson come through. Would you like to catch for Russell Wilson? Side, Come side on, question. man! Do side you have question. to ask me that? <laughs> Do you Do wish Russell Wilson was your quarterback, <clears throat> man? I, man, uh, you know he was here for six months. I wish I just yeah. had him for uh, six days. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, he's he he was incredible. And is is it crazy how like we 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 really claim him, man? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He was there six months, man, six and uh, months and I, I know, I, yeah, he is. Badger for life. <laughs> he spoke at graduation a couple years ago. Yeah, didn't he? that was that was a little much. <laughs> I saw that. I was a little. There's like uh, a line you draw. He's like, uh, so. Cassiera there. Yeah, 
Doing, uh, singing on Wisconsin. No, I don't know if they did that. Uh, <laughs> but we always thought that that season would catapult like Wisconsin to getting top, maybe not top quarterback recruits, but like you know higher tier quarterback recruits. And you know it hasn't worked out that way. Um, we got decent quarterbacks, but uh, what I mean, what do you what are your thoughts on like equating to getting a better at that position, better recruits at that position? I say. Uh, to to get better quarterbacks, yeah, yeah. I I think uh, aside from aside from maybe moving Wisconsin to state to Florida, <laughs> can we can we fit Wisconsin in, in Florida or somewhere south or? Yeah, uh, no, no. Apart from that, um, I, I think what took place last year is going to help. Man, those young yeah. receivers running around, yeah, they look good, flying man, catching yeah. balls like that, getting up and down the field. I think. I think quarterbacks they they want to play with good receivers for one, yeah. and they want to play in a in a these type of quarterbacks. I would assume they want to play in a system that will allow them to highlight like all uh, their whole package, right? Like they want to be able to throw a lot, and and you know some are athletic and want to be able to run, and you know honestly, we just haven't been that type of program. Um, with the exception of the short time we had, uh, Russell Wilson, um, and even Bruce Bollinger did that a little bit, but, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not really, I guess, conducive to the top tier quarterbacks who want to run and, and throw a whole lot. You know, we're, we're, you know, still a running school. One of the few left. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, yeah. One of the very few. Left. So you have, so you have faith in, uh, in, in Hornybrook that he's going to. Be able to fling it around this year with those wide receivers. I, I do, man. Even looking at him last year, man, the the uh, the 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 way he progressed through the season, um, man, I, I was so impressed. I was I was so impressed with with his play, man, and and uh, just his decision making as the season you know went on. Um, his confidence, even you you could just tell he he grew up a lot last year. And so this is this is this his junior year coming up? This is this, right. I think it's his junior year. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think like he's so, been man. For like five years, <laughs> you know, it's because he's like, like so much like Stave. It, it kind of meshed together. So <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all those those two run together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. I, I think this year has a potential to be something special in a in a passing game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I really think so. I hope so because if if it's like <clears throat> that Miami game. Where I was like, where'd this team come from from the in the passing game? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, where'd th- where'd this come from? If it's anything like that, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun season. Yeah, and and then with with uh, Jonathan, what's the what's Jonathan Taylor Jonathan like? Taylor. Man, yeah. that's gonna open open up just so much. I think in the passing game, and, and and if we can pass to those young receivers like we were last year, it's gonna open up things in the running game. So I think uh I think this is gonna be a a, a very fun season, and I'm I'm really looking forward to. To watching some Badger ball, are you predicting national championship? <clears throat> Is that what I hear? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna go on record right now. Uh-oh. Oh, this is official. <laughs> I'm gonna go on record right now and and say that we will, without a shadow of a doubt, win the Big Ten West again. Are oh, we West? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna go that far. You're gonna go out and out on and out on and and I'm gonna say that we will be in a Big Ten championship game. Okay. And 
You know, we're going to win it this year. Oh, we're going to freaking win it. We're going to freaking take. win it. There's the hot take. <laughs> All right. All right. There we go. Jonathan Norman winning the, winning the Big Ten. This from, is our year, from, man. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's good. As long as we can, oh, man, just just beat Urban once. Just that's all I ask. Um, we have, haven't we? I mean, hasn't didn't we beat him a couple of years ago? When was the last time we beat Ohio State? Uh, you guys know offhand. I feel like we beat Ohio State like two, se- three, twenty ten. Dang, it's been that they're, long. They're yeah. on a they're on a current six game win streak. Yeah, in twenty ten, Urban wasn't there, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't realize that. That was the run back. That was the last yeah. time we. Yeah, that was the oh. the opening kicking run back. Right. But but we've been on some close ones with them, right? Yeah, it's not like they. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's well outside of. <laughs> 40. Oh, the, that the, one Big Ten championship game, <laughs> right? I yeah, think pretty, that I will think go remainless. Name, yeah. yeah. We don't need we even have a coach, so it didn't matter. You touched on it uh, a little bit, just kind of on a you know on a football basis that it's been a big topic about. Head injuries, concussions, and whatnot. Um, and I know we, Casey and I, both have a young son. I know you have one as well. And you, you have him playing. You have him playing flag football, uh, like yep. you, like you said earlier. Do you <clears throat> will you allow him to play tackle football, or is that something that you discuss, or how is that uh, how is that taken in your? Gosh, man, it is. It is so. It is. I'm torn. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely torn. Um, I had a scare a, a couple years ago um, in which I was just having some issues and I had to go to the doctor and <clears throat> and, uh, and then they recommended me to another doctor. And long story short, I ended up with the neurologist and uh, and, you know, they gave me the uh, MRI and all kind of tests. And essentially they said, man, we can see the 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 f- the effects that concussions have had on you and then they showed me the the uh you know the mri results and and so uh, it freaked me out man um Mm -hmm. and so knowing what we know now having the insight and and the just the knowledge we have now man it's i don't i don't feel comfortable like letting my letting my son like go down that route you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like but at the same time, man, it's a like I absolutely love the game of football, man. It, I, I mean, I just think it's the greatest sport on earth. And then it, just all the life lessons you learn and opportunities that it can provide you with, and like like relationships, like now to this day, man, that that started when I was nine years old, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's so much value in it, but at the same time, it's it's like, man, you're 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 sacrificing your your health like your your brain and so so my wife and i man we've talked about it and we're torn man definitely not why he's a little guy you know possibly you know we'll evaluate it like when he's you know maybe around like that middle school age and see what's changed and so i I don't i know that's a long answer but uh i'm torn what about you guys (laughs) um i can i can i can feel my wife right now being like absolutely not uh, but, I, <laughs> but I, I i i agree with you like the uh, as far as like the plus side of it the life lessons um uh, the friendship so things things you learn along the way but it, it could be you know obviously up to a great sacrifice 
Um, so I, I think at this point, my hope is that by the time he gets to that age, and I, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll allow him, and maybe even law won't allow him the way Illinois is going to let him play, uh, you know, until like that high school age, maybe a year before high school. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I'm hoping that, you know, we're learning a lot right now and then we can learn preventative and, and other signs and, and just be, it's never going to be completely safe, but to be, you know, more safe along the way, the more, the more we learn. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Don't want to end on such a somber note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got any more hot takes? Something we could put out there? Something that we could well, you know, I got, get some clicks? I got one more uh, question for you, Jonathan. I was digging in uh, some, some old articles here, and uh, I found one from the Badger Herald 2009 about a, a burgeoning rap career that you were going to have. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so <clears throat> what, what, like I said, once I was done playing, yeah. You know, I, I I struggled just trying to figure out what I'm going to do, what I'm good at, so on and so forth. And so um, one of the things that I encourage uh, athletes now in, in the different trainings that I do is to, um, man, just explore, right? Tap into the other gifts, talents, interests that you have. Like, don't wait until you're done playing. Like, explore it now. And so, you know, once I kind of got out of that stage, I'm like, man, what are some things that, that, that I just want to try, right? What are some things that, that I think I might be good at even if i'm not good at it like i just have an interest in it and so and so my wife's (laughs) my wife she jokes she say over the the last 10 years man i've done i've lived like 10 lives of uh (laughs) career wise right just tried some different things and and uh yeah that was one of them man i um always had a you know i always loved rap hip-hop yeah and uh and um i met a guy i was living in nashville at the time and and uh, he he was a, a artist and had a studio and I'm like man let me do one song and he let me come over and, <laughs> and do a song and from there on man I was like like I think like four months later I had a whole album done <laughs> and, uh, and so yeah it's still enjoyed to this day I don't get to do it as much but it's definitely a hobby that uh, that I enjoy. Right. Dig that up, <laughs> put it on iTunes. I know I, I should put it back up there, man. I got a yeah, a couple albums out. <laughs> that, that I did over the years. So be on the lookout for the for the albums to drop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, maybe I'll do a special uh special announcement here on the um on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. The, yeah. For when, the next project. Exactly. Yeah. The next project. Yeah. Come on. Come on back and yeah. Go on and announce it. We'll have you back anytime. It's a ton of fun. We'll do. We'll do. The book game o- games over. Life's not again available at atscorp.org. Uh, get it there before Amazon gets their hands on it. Um, anything else you want to add, Jonathan? Gosh, man, I, I thank you guys so much for the opportunity. I think it's awesome. Um, you know what you guys are doing, and and uh, you know providing a a, a a platform, a community for uh, you know folks to get together, folks that love Badgers, and and uh, so yeah, hats off to you guys, man, and thank you guys so much for for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming by. You coming? You going to a game this season? Yeah, man, definitely. Um, man, I'm, I'm probably going to go to one of the uh, non-conference games at the beginning of the season, only because I, you know, the weather is nice and <laughs> and the tickets. Badger tickets are expensive, man. Like <clears throat> last year was our first time taking the kids. Yeah, and uh, man, it was like I almost had to take out a, a second mortgage to to take the whole family to. 
to a Big Ten game. So I think we're going to do – I don't even know who we play out of conference this year. Who do we open up with? You guys know? Yeah. <laughs> we open up We open up uh, with Western Kentucky. There it is. And then who, who do we, we got, Who do we, we have go, up today? Western Kentucky, uh, New Mexico, BYU, and then into Big Ten schedule. Uh, so so three – Three non-conference. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna probably go to one of those one of those three games. Yeah, one of those Western, three. Western Kentucky's a night game. Yeah, Friday night. Ooh. Friday night opener. Better you, for you, probably worse for your kids. But <laughs> well, man, does it is it a seven o'clock kickoff? Eight o'clock? It says eight o'clock. Eight o'clock yeah. kickoff. Wow, man, that would be a great atmosphere for the kids, man, to experience that Badger night game. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. look into it. Yeah. Dude. What, what's the what, what's the date on that? Is that August thirty first. Yeah. August thirty first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's like a month away. <laughs> yeah. We're getting Sweet. to it. All right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. If you make it out of the game, let's let's meet up. Maybe we'll get. Uh, we'll do something else. Man, that'll be awesome, man. Awesome. Hey, man. In any way I can help you guys out, if you want to get in contact with some of the old players, or just let me know what I can do. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I, I love to uh, help out any way I can. We would appreciate it. Uh, I think we're definitely gonna hit you up on that. So, yep. so be be prepared. Um, but yeah, thanks again. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for coming on. And we'll we'll see you next time. All right, man. Look forward to it. All right, that was a good interview with Jonathan. Uh, great talk. Lots of fun. Uh, but now we're gonna move on to some non-football items. Yeah, Marlon. We got uh, some. It's MLB trade deadline time. We have. Uh, some deals going down here uh, in the MLB, uh, and essentially, the rich are getting richer. The all the front runners, uh, and I think this is an interesting change from years past. But all the front runners um, to not only make the playoffs, but you would consider to win the World Series, uh, made trades with the Dodgers getting Manny Machado, Cubs getting Cole Hamels, uh, Yankees getting J.A. Happ and Zach Britton, Astros getting Martin Maldonado, and Red Sox getting Nathan. Avaldi, and I think those are kind of the main uh, trades that were made. I'll talk about the Brewers' trades in a second, but these are teams who are, you know, I guess Yankees, Red Sox have a little bit of a of a race going, but teams who are going to probably win their divisions, going out and making trades to make themselves more likely to win uh, the World Series. Which I feel like in the past it was you would make a trade to try and make a run for the playoffs. So it's a, it's a little bit different with the top teams getting getting better and, and betting more on this year. Yeah, all the buyers. It's like, um, I think it's been going down that because then when the, who was the reliever the Cubs picked up? Chapman. Uh, yeah, it was like the Cubs picking up Chapman uh, yeah. at the deadline a, a couple of years ago. Um, so yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a copycat league. If If one team has success with it, everyone else think they can do it too. Yeah, so now it, uh, I think you're still looking at those are the teams of Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros are the clear favorite. I, I should say clear favorites, but all those will make the playoffs. It looks like the Yankees right now are in the wild card spot, but I imagine those would be the three teams you're expecting to see in the ALCS and Dodgers and Cubs adding you know two big pieces in Cole Hamels and Manny Machado um, to improve their teams to make a, a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, Locally, the Brewers made a, a couple trades. Um, first, they got a, a reliever from the White Sox. So a little inner podcast trade there. I think um, you won the trade. I'm not. I'm not. 
Maybe. <laughs> it was a weird trade, f- uh, I guess, from a Brewers standpoint, because our bullpen has been our strength this year. Um, and to add to that, I mean, we're just improving a strength as opposed to going out and, you know, uh, addressing a weakness. Um, I guess just looking at what was given up for Cole Hamels and J.A. Happ um, from a Brewers standpoint, uh, maybe we didn't have the right pieces or didn't want to give up enough to get that starting pitcher that I think is a little bit more of a, a weakness for the team than the bullpen. So we decided to add to the bullpen, uh, which is an interesting move. Um, and then uh, additionally, the Brewers had a weakness at second base, so they traded for a third baseman where they had a strength. So an interesting move to get a third baseman. Um, so they brought in Mike Moustakas from uh, the Royals, and they're going to be moving uh, Travis Shaw from third to second, uh, which he has never done. He's never played a game of second base ever in baseball. But don't worry, Marlo. He played shortstop in high school. Oh, okay. So you're good. <laughs> so he's, you're so he's good. Pr- probably fine. It's just <laughs> different position in baseball. It's like, right, it's like riding a bike. Yeah, they uh, interviewed him. The, the trade was announced during a game, and they inter- interviewed him after the game. And he looked a little, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but he looked a little kind of like taken aback by the whole thing. And he's like, I think ground, ground balls will be fine, but I don't know how to turn a double play. <laughs> like I've <laughs> never done that before. Uh, that might be a little bit, bit of an issue. So uh, for the Brewers, you know, you had a big bat. It definitely improves the lineup. Uh, but you have a third baseman playing second base. It'll be interesting. It'll be something to watch that's for sure um and you know i didn't want to include the brewers in the rich getting richer because i don't think they're in that category but you know definitely improving the team this year to make a run at at least the wild card and see if we can win that and get a little bit farther than that so it should be an exciting second half for uh the brew crew yeah they're like the middle class getting a little bonus yeah (laughs) yeah yeah definitely uh i it's just you know the second rest but Second best record in the NL. Unfortunately, they're in the division with the Cubs, who have the best record. And they're half, well, going into play today, they were a half game back. Um, so, still hanging in there. Um, but we'll see if these these transition, these transitions transactions, excuse me, will help the Cubs or Brewers kind of tip over uh, the scale and, and run away with the division. All right. Now we have a LeBron update. LeBron update. Yep. LeBron update. Our our weekly LeBron update. Uh, He's like a unintentional frenemy of the podcast. (laughs) He doesn't know about it. He doesn't know yet. (laughs) Uh, LeBron is. um, He's he's has a little more remorse of naming his oldest kid, his first kid, LeBron James Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it seems that LeBron is on the AAU circuit. He's the coach of his of his son's team. Yeah. Who doesn't go by LeBron? He goes by Bronny. Bronny. Yeah, goes by Bronny. Uh, so he's the coach of the team, and of course, if you have Bronny and LeBron and the coach, there's going to be a circus around it. Yeah. Um. So, but there's huge followings. There's huge followings at every game. There's people there. I heard this one story of. Uh, I do not condone this. No matter what, I don't condone this. But there was a guy who was, you know, there was a guy who was taunting LeBron uh, mm. while he was sitting coaching his son. Wearing a Michael Jordan jersey, <laughs> just was it, at him. Just Marlo, at him was it? Was it you? It wasn't me. I was not <laughs> in Vegas. I did not go to Vegas, and I don't condone it. But that's yeah, it does suck to go in, in you know in front of your kids like that. But 
Yeah, he thinks his kids are having, you know, too much pressure for having his name, right? Yeah. Which is understandable. Sure. But then he goes out and does like a dunk contest in the middle of warm-up lines <laughs> in, one of, in one of the games and then says he doesn't want all the attention to be on his kids. Yeah. A little mixed message in there. <laughs> so, I was trying to be sympathetic, but then he just started dunking in the middle of warm-ups. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's... I, I, the story came out that his it was he was re- regretting the name uh, as if that was the reason that they knew he was his kid or something. <laughs> like I think they would have figured out whatever he had named him, and the pressure would have been as, uh, or whatever you know the the pressure of the circus that goes around it would have been as great as, yeah, as it is now. It's just just a name thing, and um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's LeBron. It's LeBron wanting. Attention and then complaining about attention. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess that's a little unfair because it's about his kid. And he, his kid, to be honest, probably doesn't deserve the pressure that he's going to get. But he had, no, you know, being LeBron James' kid comes with some other advantages that he's probably yeah. glad, glad to have. Yeah, I could imagine a couple of them. A dope name, Bronny. <laughs> Bronny. Uh, but on a a more LeBron friendly note, uh, he is opening the his uh, first or the only, I guess, uh, at this point, I promise school uh, in Akron, which looks like it is a school for kids who are at threat of falling behind. Um, they get to go to this crazy, you know, cathedral, not cathedral, but uh, mansion looking school. The the entryway looks like a man, an entryway to a mansion. Um, and uh, try to catch up and and you know get get back on pace. It starts a little bit earlier in the year. You have to you know be selected to go into it. It's part of the public school system, but there's only a, a couple hundred seats uh, or or students available. Um, but you know LeBron giving back to his local community, and I think it's great, uh, a really neat um, way for him to give back and try to help you know kids who are at threat of falling behind. So uh, you know a positive note to to LeBron as we like to have some fun at his expense. Throughout the podcast, Just a little bit, but yeah, that was that's really good of LeBron giving back community. I know he yeah. does it a lot, and it probably yeah. should go. You probably should talk a little bit more about that, but you know, we only have so much hours in the day. <laughs> um, but this is a, this is a good school, and I'm you know, really glad to see something like that go up in the area. Yeah. All right. Any other more other LeBron yep. notes from you? Yep, that's it for LeBron. Uh, that's right. it for LeBron this week. But <laughs> but but we have the return. The yeah. return. Long awaited return of Casey's Corner Kick. Well, it took over the podcast for a solid <laughs> month. So, <laughs> so it's been relegated back to its normal position. Um, just wanted to make the, the soccer fans aware if they're not already or people who uh, want to tune into some soccer, they're missing that World Cup action. The uh, International Champions Cup is going on now. It's essentially a preseason slash. Um, celebrity tour for the big clubs of Europe. They go around to uh, the United States and Asia and, you know, different markets than they normally play in, um, try to, you know, show off their their team, um, you know, gain fans, that sort of thing. Uh, but it's fun to tune in if you're if you're missing soccer. But really, it's a it's like preseason football. You If you want to tune in to watch, you know, um, Messi play or you know a specific player play they're probably only going to play half the game and then they're going to get in the substitutes or their academy players and and trot them out and see what they can do so it's a good and bad you know we have 
top level soccer, the big clubs, but it's, you know, you get the matchups that you want to get in, um, in the champions league, you know, Bayern versus Manchester city or something like that. And, but it ends up by the end of the game being only a third of Manchester city versus a third of Bayern, but tune in that it's still a lot of fun to watch, I think. Um, and then kind of, uh, throw correction myself or, th- or throw back to last week uh we had a, a mailbag question asking about the starting um 11 if the if i could pick a starting 11 and they, and they would have played soccer throughout uh growing up and i kind of read the question the way i wanted to and went off on, on a little bit of a rant um and then realized it was supposed to be a much more lighthearted question and, and actually pick uh 11 players from other sports to be on a soccer team so marlo this is what i came up with all right all right all right, we got. Should I go? For, I'll go with forwards. We got uh, Russell Westbrook and Rajon Rondo Ooh. at forwards. Uh, I, I mean, Westbrook is an insane athlete and would cover so much ground, be such an attacking threat. And I think Rondo, the, being his mercurial self, would be a great kind of hold up forward, get back, make tackles, do the dirty work, uh, hold up the ball. Uh, on the wings, I got Antonio Brown and OBJ. That would be unbelievable speed on the wings. Uh, my mid. My midfield, I think this is my most creative part. I got LeBron. He's going to do a lot of oh. all the dirty work. He's going to be, you know, winning balls back. He's going to be knocking over the other players. And then I got Tom Brady. I got Tom what? Brady. Yeah. He's going to play a little Pirlo role. He's going to lay back. He's going to pick out those long runs. He's going to be able to pinpoint the ball all over the place. LeBron's going to cover him for him so he doesn't have to be that athletic. He doesn't got to be <laughs> all over the place. Do you remember, Do you know Tom Brady's 40 time? Nice. No, he's, he's 41. 49. <laughs> Hey, hey, you look go back to those late Pirlo years. He was older too, and he could just pick out those passes. He was awesome. Uh, then we'll go my wing backs. I got Mookie Betts and Bryce Harper. I thought bringing a little MLB. Actually, my whole back line is MLB now that I look at it. Holy cow. Uh, Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, they're used to covering uh, all that uh, space in the outfield so they can be my, my wing backs covering all that space. Uh uh, covering the other wingers. And then in the middle, I got the Twin Towers, the Monsters. I uh, mean, you shouldn't say Twin Towers these days. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. I edit that out, Marlo. <laughs> I, got, I got the two big boys from, let's do that, two big boys from the Yankees, Stanton and Judge, just monsters holding down my back line. And then goalie, I wanted to pick an NHL goalie. Uh-huh. But that seemed a little cheap, like they already play goalie. Yeah. Plus, every NHL goalie I knew was not American. <laughs> 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 so... So I went with Anthony Davis. You know, he's got that uh, oh. that defense in the NBA, the the athleticism to to lead the league in blocks. So I think he'd be, you know, he's huge. So <laughs> he'd be a good good goalie. So and last week I said, you know, oh, the whole talk about if our best players played soccer. No, if our best players played soccer, we would freaking win. This team is Dead. so athletic, so stacked. It'd be amazing. I mean, give or take Tom Brady. That was half joke, but <laughs> but man, we would definitely win. This is crazy. Oh my god! I would love to see. I would love to see Tom Brady play soccer one, and then to have Anthony Davis in a goal. I think in would goal. be awesome. Oh man, that'd be awesome to watch. I just want to watch penalty kicks just to see how well he just would do. See, yeah. Oh. yeah. And Tony Brown, OBJ, just running down the wings, terrorizing five foot seven <laughs> <laughs> wing backs of uh, whatever European team. Oh, it'd be so fun. All right, there you have it. There's the team. <laughs> There's the quarter kick for the week. There's the quarter kick for the week. Uh, that is going to do it for us this week, Casey. Uh, again, thanks, Jonathan, for hopping on with us. That was a lot of fun. 
Um, yeah, that's it. Case, that's it for me. Casey, you got any last words? All right, well, all our fellow fans, until next time, I hope your uh, favorite teams win all this. <laughs>